You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. Hello and welcome to the Burst Boss Scottish Football Podcast with me your host Hamish Carton. There's no time for any proper introductions today as I believe we've got a couple of big matters to get into early on. I'll quickly introduce Lewis Kemp. How you doing? Very well. And Johnny Clark. Happy New Year. Happy New Year Hamish. Good to be back. Good to have you back Johnny. Now straight into the action boys. I believe we have a bit of a a bit of an aftermath, uh, a bit a bit of uh, hatred building up between Cowdenbeath and Rangers. Yeah, um, this kind of happened last week, so we're maybe a wee bit slow in this story, but nevertheless, we'll, uh, we'll, we will talk about it. Um, I don't know if I, there is a kind of swear word here, so I'll be, uh, maybe we can bleep this out, but um, Pat right, Scullion. Give, give, me, give me some work to do later on then, uh, mate. How about you just do the, the sensible thing now and just not say this word? Not swear this, okay, right. Uh, Pat Scullion, who is the Cowden Beef captain, of course, um, posted on his Facebook, your mascots... Um, Hoopy would smash him <laughs> basically uh, and <laughs> we found out that this guy re- replied to him but like we found out he's the actual Broxy Bear um, <laughs> so Broxy Bear actually replied to him this is his reply um, as a player or even a captain I don't think you should be coming on Facebook slating other teams mascots do you Pat Scullion no very professional would you no say plus bring Celtic's mascot into it as well just because Rangers won today as I've never saw or heard of you before and before you reply to this I'll let you know this full conversation I have copied it oh I wonder what your manager would say to your post that hope he would smash me a very um, well worded response from the Rangers mascot there Johnny Who, who we reckon is from Elgin yeah the big news of the, of the week <laughs> Hoopy is from Elgin Does he make the journey Hoopy? down Every Hoopy? day uh, Sorry sorry <laughs> Boxy Bear Is from Elgin Does he make oh, the journey down Every weekend To Ibrox Every second weekend Questions that should be answered Of course We're, we're starting with a bit of a, um, a Humorous tone there um, There are more serious aspects We'll get on to later on In the podcast But first uh, you got to ask Who would win the fight Hoopy or Broxy Bear Or Pat Scullion <laughs> Pat Scullion Versus Hoopy Versus Broxy Bear who would win? Tweet us your answers. Another uh, bit of uh, news we have to deal with is it's a bit unfortunate, lads. We've had a bit of hate mail in. Um, a bit of hate mail, sadly. It's from our good old friend. Um, probably made a mistake there. His, uh, his Twitter username is 00 underscore 00. So our good old friend 00 underscore 00 has um, commented that we are overusing the word terrific in our podcast. So for that, I'm going to ban the word terrific, the T word. It's getting banned for today's podcast. And any use of it will result in a forfeit. And we've not decided a forfeit yet. What is the forfeit? Um, you're included in the fight with Proxy Bear. And <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So I'm banning the the, word, the T word today. So we need to find a way around that. Which will be difficult because there's a lot of wonderful action in the Scottish football to look forward to this weekend. There's a lot of... Tremendous, tremendous action, action to look forward, to, look forward to. to. I can tell this joke's going to go um, very bad, very, very yeah. soon. Um, so we'll start. Uh, we'll start by 
is of course January. We'll start by looking at the January transfer window and a couple of wee deals done. First one, and I'll ask you, Johnny Clark, for your opinion on this. Kevin Thompson, it appears, has been allowed to leave Dundee, which is a bit of a, a strange one, some are saying. I mean, we were talking about him just about a month ago as being a, an important player for Dundee. It seems a strange one that Paul Hartley's allowed him to leave. Maybe it comes down to his injury problems. Uh, at Dundee, he's, he's been out for, for too long almost, and can you have a player like that on the books that's, that's caused, or constantly injured? And The problem is, but Dundee look a better side when he's in the team. You know, He yeah. makes them tick in the middle of the park. So this is, for me, this, this kind of surprised me a wee bit, to be honest. Yeah, he's left the club by mutual consent. Will Dundee's loss be Dundee United's gain, Lewis? Um, I mean, I mean, United, you know, they've obviously, I think... Their problem is more so that the players they've got haven't really been performing. You know, a guy like Ryan Dow, for example, who's just been, you know, you know, where is he? Where's he been this season? You know, but you know, he was very highly rated. You know, a couple of years back. You know, so um, you know, if he can get game game time there, then yes. But um, I, I, as Johnny said, you know, he does have a history of uh, injury problems. It's hard, yep. it's hard to look at Dundee United as well and see where they need another player. You know they've got enough good players in the team. You've got John Rankin who can easily play the the position that Thompson does, yeah. and he's playing probably one of Dundee United's best performers. A really nice photo we saw the other day: John Rankin and visiting James McPake, mm. who just undergone surgery, I think, on his knee. So um, that was that was kind of a nice photo to see now and again. Um, stuff like that. I mean, we love the rivalry. We also like the the respect shown by two good pros as well, and we wish James McPake all his best in his recovery. Aberdeen have a new goalkeeper, they've just lost one that's way back to Liverpool, Danny Ward, who could probably have done quite well against Arsenal, given the way that Mignolet played for Liverpool, uh, best league in the world. Adam Collin uh, has signed for Aberdeen from Rotherham on loan, uh, what do we know about him, he's 31 year old, he comes in as a replacement for Danny Ward, um, that's about it to be totally honest, he's a, you know much about him guys, put you on the spot there. Championship experience I would say, but he wasn't, he wasn't first choice at Rotherham was he? Uh, I try to remember the goalie's name at Rotherham they brought somebody in this season from Nottingham Forest who I can't remember his name and he's been dropped down he's been uh, locked out of the team basically so he's yeah. trying to get away that's why we talk about Scottish football yeah. not English football people <laughs> don't have a clue about it um, but this Lewis looks an alright signing in the face of things he's clearly a keeper that's had lots of experience yeah yeah I think that's I mean Listen, I mean, this is probably the worst thing that could have happened to Aberdeen at this point in the season. You know, they've, for years they've been searching for, you know, a good goalkeeper. I mean, obviously they had Langfield, but, you know, Langfield was never really the answer. He was uh, subject to a lot of abuse from, from the fans. The fans were never really happy that he was the first choice keeper. And, yeah. uh, you know, just as they finally find this, you know, fantastic keeper, you know, he's away straight away. Obviously, uh, they had Danny Rogers. There was talk about that, but you know he signed the you know he signed the contract on to the end of the season f- uh, with Falkirk, so that was never really going to happen. Plus, um, you know, um, uh, Connor actually you know made this point that uh, McInnes apparently kind of likes um, uh, Rogers still being at Falkirk because he can get kind of game time experience and stuff like that. So I don't know maybe if McInnes doesn't feel Rogers is ready, which is maybe a bit strange, but. Um, you know, again, I mean, time will tell. You know, you can never tell in January and um, in the transfer window. You know, you, you, you sometimes get a lot of really kind of bizarre signings. Um, this is the kind of time it happens where you know clubs start kind of panicking and stuff like that. But um, you know, I mean, hopefully for Aberdeen's uh, sake, anyway, you know, he he gets off to a good start. 
Perhaps the idea is to have Danny Rogers complete a, a season at Falkirk. He's yeah. clearly become a better keeper in the six months. I mean, that performance against Rangers, the, the penalty uh, save late on that won them the match, that just goes to show the keepers he's become. But maybe he hasn't quite ready to step into a Premiership team at the moment. Maybe that's the idea in the yeah. summer. Yeah, I think I think that's probably what they feel. Um, I mean, for me, I, I mean, I've seen Falkirk a few times this year, um, and you have as well, Hamish. You know, I, I think yeah. he's definitely ready for the step up. But you know, if they feel that way, then I mean, I, I trust their judgment probably. I find it quite strange how they've they've had Danny Ward, obviously a young keeper who's come in and done so well, and they're not willing to almost try their own youngsters. I know, obviously, mm-hmm. Rogers has got a half season left at Falkirk, but I was even speaking to to Connor about it, and he suggested that that Rodgers might go out on loan again next season, which I find to be quite strange if they've only got Brown, Scott Brown in goals I mean, they've got a, hist- the season. a history of doing it, but because I remember Peter Pollitt, I mean, he was in the team for a while, but he was, you know, loaned out a few times here and there. He went to St Johnston um, and then kind of came back and yeah. became a better player. So there is a kind of history of Aberdeen kind of doing this. I know? think well, there's, there's history of certain teams doing it. I think um, Stevie May was the classic one. I think yeah. he had he had loan spells at Alloa, somewhere else Hamilton as well. As well Hamilton. And then he came back, and maybe they could have taken him back after the Alloa one. They decided to give him another one, a bit yeah. more experience. Liam Henderson, another one on loan. Won the league in with Rosenberg, um, and they've loaned Celtic have loaned them back out to Hibs. So I mean, there are cases of this happening, Paul, as you say as well. Um, so he might come back a, a terrific goalkeeper. Rocco Quinn is a new signing for St Mirren. He has uh, joined until the end of the season from Ross County. Our very own Ross Clark who was uh, drip feeding us the information in the. the the group chat earlier on, uh, his messages read the following. St Mirren sign Rocco Quinn. He's not great, but he has a fantastic beard. And he also, allegedly, we must say, got lifted for breaking into his home own house. Allegedly lifted for breaking into his own house. Some great football and analysis there. What a guy, what yep. a guy. In terms, in terms of on the pitch, I mean, he's, he's a player, he's been around many clubs in the past. Uh, what age is he now? God, I don't know. But he's um, he'll, he'll probably be a good acquisition for St Mirren, you'd think. Yeah, I'd imagine he'd, he'd bring a wee bit of steel um, to the side, and maybe something he needs. And uh, I think the key thing as well, we you know we're, we're, we're talking about St Mirren and how their, their team is. You know, there's a lot of young players in that team, but he will bring a wee bit of experience. I think that that, that always helps. It does. I keep pointing out actually that St Mirren, um, the the horrible mixture of of youngsters and and players over the hill, almost like Stevie Thompson, Jim Goodwin, and. I found out that they've only got two two players, I think it was, between the age of 22 and 33. And that's Scott Agnew at 28 and Watson at 26. So they've got um, an old and a young team, basically. Yeah. So they've essentially got two players in the prime of their career yeah. and the rest are all, you know. Exactly, Maybe yeah. that is their problem. St Mirren yeah. fans, is that your problem, the age of your team? Or is it down to much more than that? Rangers have had bids for Michael O'Halloran rejected from St Johnson. I think the rumours were it was around 150,000. Um, for O'Halloran yeah. where do you guys Johnny where do you place O'Halloran value at how much do you rate him 150,000 probably a bit more I'd probably I'd, if I was a St Johnston fan I'd be hoping for a, a, probably a large amount more at least I was thinking like 500 to what, 750 yeah. at least yeah. at least well, I said uh, about 5 times the 150 maybe that was slightly maybe about 500 to 750 did you say probably, probably about right because uh, I think O'Halloran, he's not just a flash in the pan. I think he's now had about 18 months slash two years of being a good player. And he, he is a good Premiership player. 
Um, but I mean, he'd be a terrific signing for Rangers if they got him. Uh, I don't know, Warburton was out yesterday saying that they're not going to go crazy in terms of the signings. They're going to very much um, play it calm, hopefully get a few players in as they've already got in. A couple of the boys from Accrington Stanley coming in at the end of the season. Uh, Harry Forrester as well, uh, he's at the moment. But I mean, I think uh, I think Rangers are going to very much play it calmly. They're not going to go and push the boat out to get up in the Championship. I think they feel that the current team they've got will be good enough to get them up. And I think the key thing as well, they'll be going... Um, I think if there is any big signings, I think they'll happen in the summer as opposed to now. Um, because you know, as you say, they have got a settled team at the moment, and um, you know, let's be honest. As much as they probably are everyone's favourites, they're still not guaranteed promotion. You know, something could happen again where they don't get promoted, and then you know, if that happens, you know, and they've spent all this money in January, then you know, the problems they've had in the previous years will will come back to haunt them again. I think that's quite a good transfer policy from mm. from Warburton. I'm quite impressed with that because he could easily have seen Falkirk and Hibbs behind them and, and pushed the boat out and made more signings, like a knee jerk signings. But I think keeping the squad that they've got and maybe adding a few players is what they need to do. You touched on Falkirk there. Yesterday, in terms of managers, have announced that Peter Houston and his backroom staff have signed a two-year contract extension yeah, at the year. club. Our very own Connor Park was, was interviewing Peter Houston on Falkirk TV and um, he spoke very well. Peter Houston, that is, of course, not Connor. <laughs> Peter Houston spoke very well and he spoke for ages. He spoke for absolutely ages. So about three minutes for yeah, two I think questions. Yeah, Connor only had like two questions, yeah. but he spoke for for quite a wee while. But uh, that's that's a very good. Um, I mean, they'll just be happy to kind of uh, to time up because um, I mean, Connor always says he always feels that um, Falkirk will be Houston's last club, um, and this you know this could potentially be his last contract. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I still think you know. Falkirk obviously I don't think they're expecting to go up this year but I think next year is going to be a really big year for them mm-hmm. in terms of promotion He pointed out uh, Houston that if any other year they would probably be top of the table which is a fair yeah. assessment and any other year will be next year if Hibs presumably we're expecting Hibs get promoted as well as Rangers uh, I, I would love to see Hibs against Hamilton in a kind of rematch with yeah. the, the first kind yeah, of playoff But if, if those two do go up then I think Falkirk would have to be one of the favourites for promotion, unless maybe Dundee United next season. But you know, Falkirk will be expected to to get promoted next season. I think if they don't make it this year, I heard Connor talking this Saturday actually about the how he views Dundee United. If Dundee United were to come down next season, and, and Falkirk would be in the same league as him, and he actually isn't overly worried about Dundee United. He thinks that. Uh, I mean, the, the comments coming out from um, Stephen Thompson are very much that uh, Dundee United are going to have to rebuild. They're almost yeah. going to have to do a similar thing to Hearts. Maybe not to the same extent and maybe not to the same success as Hearts, but they're going to basically, if Dundee United go down, they're going to have to strip it all and start again. And that could take them a wee while to get going, I think, anyway. Well, as you see, you know, I mean, the same th- exact same thing happened to Falkirk when they got relegated the first time. You know, they ha- it took them a few years to rebuild and to get to the, the point they are now. And as you said, any other season they would have been promoted by now, but because there's been, you know, Hearts been relegated and and Rangers and Hibs been in the mm-hmm. league, you know, it's it's it, it's kind of maybe set them back a few years. But yeah, I, I think I, I do think um, next year will be the big the big year for Falk in terms of you know them getting promotion. And uh, another thing Connor pointed out in his interview with with Peter Houston, which they talked about, was um, the amount of players they've got on long term deals as well, which I think is crucial for them. Young players they've got on past the end of this season that they will have next season presumably unless unless Sporting Lisbon come in for Will Volks again <laughs> yeah um, sticking with Falkirk uh, a good deal for them to get the former player Conor McGrandos into the end of the season he's a player 
he's big, he's big, he's strong, and he scores goals. Not quite worked out from down at Norwich, but um, he's got a good chance to do well for Falkirk. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've always kind of rated him. Um, as you said, he, I've had to watch a lot of English football, so I'm, I'm, I've not seen him at all. But you know, from all accounts, he didn't do particularly well at Norwich. Um, but um, you know, I, I think as the, the good thing I think for Falkirk is that you know he's been at the club before, so you know it's not an alien to him. You know, he knows he knows what what the club's about, and um, you know I think he will. I think he'll do well. You know, Falkirk uh, to to bring players in like that, you know, it's going to help them and. Um, I think again the idea is obviously probably next year as opposed to this year. But listen, I mean, it would be fantastic for them if they could get up this year. Uh, it really would be. But it, as I said, it's a wee bit maybe unrealistic. And the final thing we're going to touch on in terms of transfers is, of course, the the saga that is developing about Celtic forward Anthony Stokes. There seems to be three main um, Scottish clubs in for him. That's Inverness, Hibs and Dundee United and we believe that Inverness have admitted defeat basically in this mm. one. Yesterday we heard that Celtic had agreed a deal with Dundee United, it was left up to Stokes. Today we've heard Celtic have agreed a deal with Hibs as well, again left up to Stokes. We also believe there's a couple of uh, play, uh, teams down south sorry, after him but I think we also believe, uh, our sources tell us, that Anthony Stokes isn't too keen on a loan, on a permanent movie, he'd rather stay at Celtic as a player, go on loan and then hopefully come back next season when he feels that uh, Celtic may have a new manager in charge. How do you guys, Johnny, how do you see the Stokes saga going? Um, I'm not too sure. I think Hibbs is probably where he's best suited. Despite the fact that Hibbs have got so many talented strikers, I think he'll, he'd fit in very well there. Dundee United are desperate for someone to share the goals with Billy Mackay. But like I was saying earlier, Dundee United, have, although they've, they're struggling so badly, they've not really got any weak areas in their team uh, as such and that's three teams that are looking to buy him that have all got very informed strikers in their team so he wouldn't be guaranteed a start at any of them I don't think well I think he'd be, surely he'd be starting at United yeah well you'd you'd imagine so but I mean Mackay is depends they'd have to change the formation I suppose wouldn't they they'd have to go they'd have to go two up front which I imagine they would do yeah, I mean Stokes. I mean at that level, obviously things haven't worked out Celtic for the last couple of years. But I mean, I mean he, he can score goals. You know, yeah. he just needs to be given a chance, and he's he's not been given a chance the last couple of years at Celtic. So, is there a future for Anthony Stokes at Celtic beyond uh, this season? No, no. Do you think, think so, he's finished? I'd agree. I would probably agree, but I think the point could also be made. Would you think there was a future for Tom Rodgick at the start of this season? So I think things but, but can then, be turned round. Well, I agree with you, but then I think Tom Rodgick's a, a lot younger than Stokes is at this point, and Stokes is kind of getting on a wee bit. I mean, what, what, what age is Stokes now? He's kind of he's twenty seven. Anthony Stokes right, okay. seems to be around forever. Yeah, he does but I suppose actually, he was yeah. that he was that eighteen year old at Falkirk in that first season. It would be interesting though if he went to Hibs and then made his debut against Falkirk on on Sunday or his re debut against Falkirk on Sunday. It's just like. Clubs he's played for, Hibs, Falkirk, Celtic, all this. Yeah. And Inverness, he obviously played under yeah. John Hughes as well. Um, so yeah, when that would be that'd be a good deal for whoever gets Anthony Stokes. I think one thing sort of is that he won't be playing at Celtic beyond January. Well, this season anyway, he will be a, a new club probably on loan. Celtic would like him to go out to a, a top flight club if they get the opportunity. Uh, and that's one that I think is probably the... What was it? What was the summer transfer? Was that probably Nadir Chief? Chief was the saga of the summer. Would you agree? Um, yeah, probably. probably so Anthony yeah. Stokes is looking like the saga of the uh, January transfer window. However, it could Scott be. Allen. 
Scott, Scott Allen, Allen, sorry, sorry aye. Scott Allen. Um, I knew there was something. It's basically just involves Celtic Hibs. You get transfer sagas no matter who's <laughs> there. Uh, Celtic tonight kick off the weekend of SPFL action. They travel to face, yes, Dundee United, uh, who we can reveal that Anthony Stokes will not be making his debut against Celtic for tonight. This game, it's top against bottom. It's Dundee United with 10 points against Celtic with 46. Surely we don't see any possible uh, upset, Johnny. I think me and Lewis both said last night that it would be 2 nothing to Celtic. Um, now, now, you guys, just before you, you talk about this, you guys have come up with... Um, should I say this online? Is it, it's, well, it is completely legal, obviously, yeah. but um, it's basically a, a plan to try and get money out of the bookies. Do you want to, do you want to go and reveal your plan? We're not going to do it this week. We're just sort of testing it out, but it's a £5 on each Scottish football game, so 105 in total, and we worked out that you'd only need a few of them to be right, a few correct scores. To win, to win money. Because the average was around about forty yeah, pounds, fifty 40 pounds. pounds if you get a correct score on it. But I mean, it's a very tricky business. Predict <laughs> scores that we know on this podcast. Yeah, twenty-one. I like those odds, but I just have a feeling I'd end up minus hundred and five quid at the end of the day. <laughs> so what have you got your predictions here at the moment, or can you remember them for um, all the games? Because it'd be handy when we run through them all. Um, I've got mine. I think. And we'll start with you, Lewis. And yeah. Dundee United against Celtic. How do you see the game going and finish it with a wee prediction? Um. I think, well, I mean, obviously, I think everyone's expecting Celtic to kind of demolish Dundee United here, but I, I don't know. I, I think Mixu won't want to. I mean, I th- they'll keep the team tight, and the idea really is not to ship any goals. I think um, I don't expect United to win this. Um, you know, that could come back to haunt me, but you know, I think Celtic should win it. I think you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I think I predicted like two 0 or something. Aye. 2-0. 2-0 to Celtic. So. Celtic have won the, the previous two meetings of the clubs this season. 3-1 yeah. again, we were at a Tannaday Cellar on the season and also a 5-0 game at Celtic Park. Johnny, you wouldn't expect to see Celtic dropping any points tonight in Dundee. No, I would agree. But um, I think Dundee United's win against Airdrie was, was absolutely massive. Um, I know it's, in, it's against a, a League One side, but yeah. the way I looked at it was you see an Aston Villa and Aston Villa and Dundee United are in exactly the same situation. You know, they've barely reached the, the double figures mark. Yeah. And you've seen their draw against Wickham and the way the fans reacted and they were booing them onto the bus. And I think if, if that had happened against Airdrie for Dundee United, they could have been facing a similar mm. sort of fan revolt. I think Mixie would have been under big pressure, so that was a huge win. You've seen the fans on the pitch. And you know, mm. way Airdrie. I don't think Celtic would want to give any free kicks ar- around the box tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in some ways, this this game has kind of came at the wrong time for United because if it was any other team, maybe Bar Aberdeen or Hearts, you know, you're expecting United to maybe uh, get a result out of somewhere. You know, because obviously there is a lot of confidence in the team now after that, even though it was against, uh, albeit Airdrie. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's yeah. exactly what I, I said. I, I think the idea is that you, I think United fans would be delighted just to, um, just uh, as long as they play well in this game. I think you know, without being disrespectful, I think I think they'd be they'd be relatively happy seeing where you know where the team has been the last couple of come on months. So what did you go for, Johnny? Was it two 0 for you? Yeah, as well? I went for two 0 Yeah, I've not brought my notepad though, so I've left that at the flat. I think. Oh, nightmare, nightmare! I'm going three 0 for Celtic. I think Celtic will win comfortably. Tonight, uh, and I think Lee Griffiths is one goal away from the the half ton for the the club. I think I think he'll get it tonight against uh, a team that he doesn't 
holding very high regard. The rivals of of course Dundee, Dundee United. I think he'll I think he'll get that fiftieth tonight. Uh, Dundee themselves are also um well they're against Glasgow opposition tomorrow. They're away to Partick Thistle. This game has quite an interesting feel to it. I mean Dundee seventh in the league, Partick Thistle are ninth, Partick Thistle with a game in hand and can also go ahead of Dundee with a home win on Saturday. Um how do you how do you boys see this one going? This is quite an interesting one. Well, obviously Thistle have had a really good, you know, kind of run of form recently. Um, whereas you know Dundee have kind of fallen off a wee bit. Uh, obviously, they had the, the Derby win, and I think they beat Hamilton as well in the last couple couple of games. But um, uh, I'm actually, I, I, I think, I think it could be a very tight game in this one. But um, I think Thistle might actually win this one. Yeah, I've gone for the I've gone for the draw on this one. I think I said it'd be one each. Um, I just have that feeling Dundee. I know they were drawing quite a lot of one, quite a lot of games one all earlier in the season. They've sort of stopped that, but I can see them. I can see this one finishing one all. I'm gonna go for a Partick Thistle win. I think Partick will win two 0 there. I don't really rate Dundee. Saying that, I think I think Dundee have well, they've had a couple of games off. They've had a couple of games called off. That will maybe help them a wee bit. But then again, saying that Partick Thistle's last game was way back on Friday, so they couldn't have tired legs as an excuse either. Uh, did you see the work been done in the Dundee pitch at all yesterday? It no, looks like they're know. basically. I mean, the, I think yeah, the uh, words used were they're repairing it. It looks like they've basically chucked it and are just yeah. putting in new grass. They're yeah. digging it up. Connor actually mentioned this. He was uh, sort of worried about uh, this Falkirk tie ever being played. I'm worried about um, it as well, because like, I mean, Connor's made the point, because this game, and we made it earlier on in the week, this game, if it doesn't go on then, when does it go on? Because yeah. the games are like the week the week after from the next round, and they've got two games possibly to play, because it could still go to a replay, which is quite feasible for a game like that, because they're pretty even sides, so mm. that could be the Newland Lithgow against Wick. Yeah, only thing I'll say is that it was interesting that the Dundee Derby was managed to put on, but the last couple of games of they've the had Dun- problems. Dundee Derby, the pitch was it was the ball wasn't bouncing properly. There was yeah. one little bit of the pitch um, where you could just see it was sort of wet, and I think there was a point where Guy Demel went in for a slide tackle, and he came up, and his kit was a different colour, like he was just minging brown, and it was just totally waterlogged. Guy Demel was just up for that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was. I know we're going back a couple of a uh, couple of weeks, but. Gidamel, what the a red card he written all, all over him from never seen a, a, a sure red card in my puff. It was unbelievable. Uh, what else have we got on Saturday? We've got lots of good action this weekend. Lots of even games, but then again, that's every week in the Scottish Premiership. We've touched on two of the six games. Oh, we've also got Kilmarnock against Inverness, Cali Thistle. That's another one, a really tough one because you think you would have thought us a couple of weeks ago, Inverness comfortable win, mm-hmm. but Inverness, I mean, they struggled last week at Stirling Albion, created very little against a League Two team. Maybe we don't read too much into that, but Kelly themselves were cracking win over St Johnston. They looked to have picked up a bit as well recently, um, but then again, they've had hammerings off at Partick, Ross County, and Dundee this season at home, and this we could you could see this one being another one as well. Yeah, I think looking at the the form in the league, you would have to back in Vanessa, and I've, I actually think in Vanessa will win this one quite comfortably, as as you said at the start. Um, terrific win for Kelly, and I think they almost need a cup run to to take their mind off things in in the league. Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually just looking at the form here. Obviously, if you take away the Stirling result, you know they've been beating Ross County, Hamilton, Drew with Aberdeen, Drew with Dundee United, Bet Kilmarnock. Um, I think the teams that could beat by were Celtic and Partick Thistle in the last couple of games they've played. So, you know, the form in the league going into this has been, you know, very impressive. But uh, I think I predicted two each for this game. Because uh, obviously, 
you know, there's been a lot of uh, goal fests whenever Inverness have played them recently. Yeah, goals are guaranteed whenever Inverness play. Inverness, of course, that that four three win against Hamilton, we're talking about a two all draw against Aberdeen as well, two all against Dundee United, and uh, that victory against Kilmarnock only what just over a month ago at the Tullock yeah. Stadium. Could that have any effect on the game? Do you think? Um, I mean, not really, to be honest, because I mean it's kind of gone back in Kilmarnock's favour now because you know obviously they're at home, so. Um, I don't know if Kamarnock should be expected to win this game, but um, I, I, I do feel I think a draw is something we could maybe see in this game. Kamarnock won win in the last 10 games, that was against Hampton, sorry Johnny. Uh, I was going to say, I, just, I think Inverness would be favourites for the game, although mm. Kelly would probably be at home and Inverness having come such a, such a long way, they would be hoping to get at least a point out of the game. Uh, especially considering the situation they're in, but Inverness, I think, I think they'll finish top half, I still think they'll finish push St Johnston. I still think they'll come fifth. I think that's why last week's result, I know they're still in the cup, and I say we probably shouldn't read too much into it, but that's probably why last week's result was a bit of a surprise, because they have gone five games unbeaten in the league, they've won three games, they're scoring lots of goals, just beating Ross County as well, so I was just a wee bit surprised. And and the thing is, it's it's the manner of the the game as well, because, you know, they couldn't score a goal, and this is, you know, quite... quite it doesn't really happen for this uh, Inverness team because, as you said, you know they've been scoring a lot of goals. Obviously, been conceding a lot of goals, but they've been you know scoring tons of goals recently. So, yeah. My game Shame of the on. weekend is in the Premiership, and it's Heart of Midlothian yeah. against Motherwell. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is a very very interesting game. Obviously, Motherwell have been you know, terrific recently. Mm. Oh, I'd said that. Oh no, he said the T word. Tremendous. Hope you like fighting Broxy. Yeah. Get the boxing gloves on, Lewis, mate. I've been quitting in the poll now. But um, nah, I mean, on the, the form's been been you know tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, beating uh, Dundee, obviously, you know Celtic as well, St Johnston, um, you know, drew with Hamilton, which was maybe a, you know m- maybe maybe the, maybe the kind of slight kind of poor result there, but yeah. um, you know, I mean, the, the, I think they've been looking, they've looked a lot better under Mark McGee, uh, and he seems to have turned them around. But they couldn't really be going into a team in final fettle at the moment, and I'm only saying that because of last week's result. It's quite strange. Like we've got, what's your your impression of Hearts at the moment? As they're doing like really well, they've actually, believe it or not, won. And this is quite an incredible stat. They've won one of their last seven matches in the league. Yeah, they've drawn five of them. Fair enough. They've lost that one to Aberdeen, which was courtesy of McHattie. Uh, not McHattie, uh, McGee, sorry, and uh, they've beaten Dundee United. So Dundee United are the mm. only team that Hearts have beaten since, I mean, way back, way back uh, to the 7th of November when they beat Hamilton. So, I mean, it's it's quite a, it's a weird one Hearts are on at the moment. It's mm. a quite a tough one to gauge. Yeah, you still go into the game and you think this is a team last week when we saw them that were absolutely excellent. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're quite a hard one to gauge. It's, uh, I think the question is whether, you know, do you think, you know, the Scottish Cup does that factor into the league? Um, I, mean, I mean, we've already said it. You know, we feel that you know, United winning against Airdrie will give them a lot of confidence. You know, does it work the same way with uh, Hearts beating Aberdeen? And we also said with Killian and Inverness that won't have, that an, won't, impact. Won't have an impact. So yeah, we're, we're so. picking and choosing, really. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have a clue. But as you say, I, I just think this is a really good game because. Some of the matchups are really interesting. I think that one down the the Motherwell left. You've got Marvin Johnson against Callum Patterson. It's just a, that's a really enticing prospect. I think that'll be a fascinating battle to see how that game goes. 
the middle you've got the likes of Louis Moulton, Scott McDonald, how will they fare against Igor Rossi and yeah. um, probably Ozturk who'll probably play, played last week, it's interesting to see how that will go in. the midfield battle will be interesting as well, players like Stephen Pearson uh, and Keith Lasley have actually done really well uh, in the last couple of weeks or so, longer than that maybe, did you see Connor Ripley having the wee dig at Keith Lasley, congratulating him on his 1952 Scottish yeah, Cup win, yeah I did see that yeah. great, great part of there, and uh, I mean, there's just some there's some really good battles. Hearts look good as well. Friend of the show now, Gavin Riley, will be hoping to, to add to his goal trail. Always been so. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Who does Robbie Nielsen put up top? Because Juanma has been on the bench lately. Do you expect to see him stay there? Um, I mean, because like, I mean, I mean, in terms of so and Riley, I mean, they've done nothing to be uh, to be dropped really. So I, I don't see anything really changing in that regard. Although obviously Juanma has been. Uh, Start of the season at least was was impressive. Yeah, another game in the Premiership final one on Saturday anyway as St Johnson against Hamilton. Now St Johnson absolutely thumped Hamilton the last time they played at New Douglas Park. It was four two. I'm pretty sure they won that one. Yeah, on the thirty first of October, Halloween, they now face again and this time it's at McDermott Park. Both teams try to regroup after going out of the cup on Saturday both surprise defeats do you expect to see St Johnson win that one? I do but I think it will be closer than maybe some people are predicting um, you know St Johnson's form at home has not been as good as their form away from home um, and I mean I mean, Hamilton have been on a really really poor run of form and you know we've talked about the problems that they face and I don't see anything really changing because I mean this is a really really poor side and um you know, although St Johnson are at home and their, their form's not been great, I still expect them to, to get the result here. St Johnson are almost similar to Hearts in that regard. If you looked at their last five or six games, yeah. I think they've only won one in their last five, is that right? Won one in their last five, and that was against Ross County. However, to be fair, before then they did win the, the last four. But I mean, it's a fair point you make. The, the, in all, all, all competitions, have won one of their last six. They're yeah. hardly going into that cup semi final against Hibs in great form. Yeah, but I think they do. They do need a win against Hamilton. I do think that's it's almost the right team to be playing at this time Probably. for St Johnston and Hamilton. They're desperate. I think after that smashing from Annan, because and the, the talk about Martin Canning being under pressure is coming back. I think you said you would. Um, I think you posted on the burst ball that um, losing four one to Annan's enough for any Premiership manager yeah. to to face the sack. So yeah. the pressure is back on him. Hamilton uh, themselves have won one in the last ten in the league. Five guesses of uh, who that team they beat was? Dundee United. Of course yeah. it was, of course it was. <laughs> Hamilton sitting tenth. How do you guys gauge that relegation battle? Because, I mean, I think... Have we narrowed this down to three teams? Is it Hamilton, Kelly and Dundee United? Or are there any other teams can get dragged into it? I wouldn't rule mm. out Partick Thistle from, yeah, from being dragged in. Like, I mean, oh, oh, I mean this all been great recently and they've been on great form and playing good football but you know things can switch just like that uh, and in this league as you know as was shown because you know earlier in the season we were talking about how bad Thistle were and you know we were, mm. we were, we were getting hate mail almost because uh, we were just completely talking them down and then they, they, they completely changed it all credit to them but again things can change completely I mean come on it could well, it's probably not going to happen, but I mean, they could go in a fantastic run of form and be playing great football. Um, you know, things weird things do happen in this league. I think you've got to remember Partick were bottom of the table when Hamilton were were probably in the top half. Yeah, and now yeah. they're they're ahead of them, so it has changed pretty quickly. But I think uh, I I called Hamilton 
to get relegated when they were in the top half, and you almost said, you almost laughed at me, but uh, I, I would still, I still back them to finish in eleventh place. I think I'd, it's almost unassailable for Dundee United now. I think I'm, I'm going to go one better. I think they'll they'll finish twelfth. Hamilton, yeah. How many points ahead of Dundee United are they just now? Twelve. Hamilton have thir- like, yeah. thirteen. Hamilton have got twenty-three points. Kelly have twenty-one, and Dundee United have ten. Partick Thistle to bring them into it as well have twenty-four. My argument is that if you bring Partick Thistle into it, you have to bring Dundee and Motherwell. That's my argument. I don't think Motherwell are a feasible choice, mm. but you can only look at the table. And if you guys are saying you think Partick may stop winning soon, which I mean, who's to say? I know they won against St Mirren. Who's to say this isn't the run starting? And maybe well, yeah, this is yeah. completely, completely brutal because. They have drawn against Aberdeen and only lost a last-minute goal to Celtic, but that is no game. They haven't won a game in two in the league. <laughs> so, I mean, it is it's stuff like that. Like if they, stuff like that, you can laugh, but it's stuff like that. If they don't win in, on um, Saturday, that you, you look and you think, oh, maybe Partick are the next team. I was just looking there. I mean, Hamilton. I've uh, sorry, uh, Partick have made thirteen points in Hamilton in the last ten games of. The gap, yeah. I mean, the gap now, Partick are one point ahead of Hamilton, so that means that they must have been 12 behind just 10 games ago, which is quite quite remarkable to think just how quickly the league can turn. Yeah. And there's Scotland. hope for Dundee United fans hope, after hope all. There is hope, yet. Yeah. How many points? How many points gets you safe this year then? We've got Hamilton and 23 points after 21 games. Dundee United, basically, how many points did Dundee United need from their final 17 games? Bear in mind they'll be playing the majority of these bottom six teams twice. Mm. How many points do they need? How many wins do they need to stay up? Because, I mean, they, they always talk about the English, the FA Premier League. So 40, 40, 40, 40, uh, 40 points has been yeah. the one to get you up. Uh, I think, I mean, I don't know, it'd be interesting to look at previous seasons, what has kept certain teams up, but I think, I think, I think the likes of. 35, 36 points would keep you up now. Dundee are in 10, which means you need 25 points, say 24, which is 8 wins. Dundee United feasibly need 8 wins from the final 17 matches. They've won 4, well, they've won 2, 2 mm. all season. I think, though, you know, the difference between our league and England is that obviously we have the split. So when that happens, you know, teams are playing each other mm-hmm. who are around each other. You know, we saw it, we saw it Hibs a couple of years ago. If we didn't have the split, Hibs probably wouldn't have been relegated. You know, um, that's true. Um, you know, so you know, things can like because you're playing teams around you. Um, you know, you're you're going to pick up points. You're going to pick up. Yeah, you're going to make ground on these teams. So yeah, I mean, I think things can change. I think it works both ways as well, though, yeah. because you can also bridge a you gap even bigger. It, yeah. and you can like stuff like um, I mean, Hibs Hibs that time not making any excuse for them at all because they, they had so many chances to stay up they had a game against Ross County away from home they even went down to the final game against Kilmarnock I think a draw would have kept them yeah, up at that stage them, and, uh, so they had I mean that's going way back but they had uh, themselves to completely blame for that but it just shows the power of the split and how it can go I think Hibs were one point away from making the top half that season I might be wrong but they were if, if it wasn't one it was only a couple I think they went into the splits top of the bottom half yeah. and they still went down So their whole second half of the season or at least the, the start of that second half was a bit mocking hearts for going down because it was basically yeah. Yeah. it was basically they, their season was so ended they couldn't go up really and they couldn't come down was they were basically their season was to mock hearts and then they ended up because they famously had the, the, the flyers out for the relegation party at, at Tynecastle yeah. and then the, the shoe was another foot at the end of the season that is the way football works yep. will the shoe be on the other foot at the end of this season with Dundee United laughing at us all as they 
finishing the top six. <laughs> <don't> <laughs> United imagine. and Dundee both down. Mm. Final game of the weekend is on Sunday. It's part of a, a vital, vital double header in Scotland. We'll come on to the, the second part of this in the Championship later on, but it is at 12.15. It's up in the Highlands and it's Ross County against Aberdeen. A game that Ross County won earlier on this season due to Aberdeen's, or as part of Aberdeen's horrible slump yeah. that they went on 2-0 that night. Yeah, Do you see a, a similar scoreline on Sunday? Well, it could have been a lot more than 2-0 that night. Uh, I, think I remember Liam Boyce missing about four setters. Yeah. Um, I, I can't see... I, I mean, we were talking about this last night, actually, and we both said uh, Ross County would get a result out of mm. it. It's, it, it. It's still such a tough one to call, but, you know. Ross County, of course, eased, as I said, into the quarter-finals of the Scottish Cup with a win over Dunfermline on Tuesday. I don't think they'll have any trouble against... Unless go Rose are four from the next round. Maybe that's me being completely wrong there. We'll find out. Mm. I heard they weren't at their best, Ross County. I think they were they got the job done, which is probably all you can really do in the cup. It's all about getting your name in the hat for the next round draw or making sure you're still in the cup after the draw's been made in this case. It was a, a win for them. They just they just needed to be honest there, uh, Ross County. I mean, they had just lost that game previously to Inverness and then I know as, as good as Dunfermline are, they're still a League One team that they'd failed to beat, which is probably not what a team fifth in the top league should be looking to do. So uh, one interesting thing about Ross County is, other than that Dunfermline game, they don't draw. They've had no draws in the league, yeah, certainly in the I've last ten, yeah. which is quite interesting. So mm. I don't know, you guys are saying it'll be hard to separate on Sunday. I think my money would be not on a draw. I think. Well, I've called a draw. <laughs> have you? Yeah. So I, I think, well, you could argue they're maybe due one in the league yeah. anyway. Uh, I think a good bet would be Ross County or Aberdeen to win. I think Aberdeen are like un- unbeaten in eight or something like that in the league. And They've struggled against Highland yeah. teams this season, Aberdeen. Last defeat, have, yeah. The last defeat was actually at Celtic Park in the league. There you go, yeah. uh, of course, so they did lose last week at Tynecastle. So, I mean, this is another game. It's quite tough uh, to, to read into the, the whole cup, mm-hmm. cup thing. As you've said earlier on, does the cup have a massive impact in these league games? We'll find out, I'm sure, this weekend. Well, the fact that they had to go to a replay as well have an impact. Mm. Sunday, the game's getting played on a Sunday, but isn't it? So yeah, Sunday, Sunday, I suppose. And from what I gathered, it wasn't a particularly draining game mm. yeah. on Wednesday, Tuesday. I think it was, it was Tuesday, Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah. Aye. So I mean, that's Tuesday as well to Sunday, so it's practically a week. So, yeah, we're not um, giving them that excuse of they lose this weekend. They're not getting that excuse at all. In the championship, we'll just quickly go through the majority of these games. Aloha Athletic are playing Greenock Morton. Aloha, were we surprised victory in midweek against Wraith? See them uh, moving on from that with another surprise win? I think Lewis, you said they would win yeah, 1-0 in this game. I actually game. predicted this. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought I, thought, I wanted a wee shock in there. <laughs> I went 1-0 the other way, 1-0 to Morton. I think Morton, have, they started the season so well and now they're in danger of, of embarrassingly finished behind this worst St Mirren side in God knows how long and I think, I think they'll, they'll get the three points this weekend. It's weird though because they are only six points behind St Mirren and we're going on about how good yeah. Morton have been and how bad St Mirren have been. It's only six points they got. I, th- I think the the poll you did was really interesting on the on the burst ball. What a quarter of people said St Mirren would would finish in the top four and yeah, and only twenty six had Ray thirty one Queen of the South. Queen of the you know, South it, were certainly the 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 winners. Just it was just below a third yeah, they got of the vote, which is quite interesting considering they're sitting fifth at the moment. They've only had one win in the last five games out of the cup last weekend as well against mm-hmm. Dumbarton which was a surprise result Dumbarton themselves are at home to yes Queen of the South in the Championship that's a, a repeat of that one do you see a similar scoreline as last week or do you think Queen of the South uh, will, will rebound and, and learn from their mistakes I, I feel 
uh, strongly that Queen of the South will rebound. You know, there was a lot of criticism from the fans after after the result. Um, most of it was kind of directed to, to James Fowler, which is kind of surprising because you know he's he's got a lot of credit and this season for a lot of people but you know also um, you know they're, they're still in I mean I, you know, I know Wraith are fourth at the moment but they're still you know definitely in that hunt for that fourth place and you know if you asked a uh, Queen's fan right at the start of the season you know would you be happy with fourth this year I think they, they, yeah. they would bite your hand off for it so. definitely I mean you look at these teams Wraith Rovers Queen of the South Morton St Mirren I assume Johnny that they are end goal is just to get into the playoffs and then see what happens basically yeah well you can't really expect much more although we were saying earlier if a team does come forth and they're, they're playing a two-legged game against Falkirk you never know yeah you never know I mean and same same with Hibs or Rangers you just never know I mean yeah. they're tough places to go Wraith Queen of the South Morton and the St Mirren they're all t- kind of we're tough games we're out Dumbarton out then Dumbarton ahead of Leveling points with St Mirren Leveling points But they've played a game More than St Mirren yeah. I think uh, Dumbarton Should be more concerned About yeah, looking over their shoulder I, so, I yeah. still think They'll finish ninth. I think Livingston Will just finish ahead of them And stay up uh, And I think Alawa Albeit their, their Slight resurgence uh, They've won I mean they've won Two of their last Four games Alawa That mm. win in midweek And also a win Against Livingston On the 12th of December I still think Alawa will just uh, Be cut adrift a bit and uh, I think they'll finish bottom of the league and we're playing League One football next year. Rangers are at home to Livingston. Rangers aiming to go six points clear of Falkirk and Hibs. Those two meet on Sunday. We'll come on to that in a second. We would fully expect Rangers to take a few off Livingston. We'll play Rangers bingo this week. Three. Four. Four. I think yeah. four. Did you guys go four now? Three I now? said four. I went, I went three now. I yeah. said four one. Four one. You yeah. think Livingston will get a goal? I suppose, I mean, Livingston drew with Rangers last time and the, we were at a game at uh, Easter Road where they, they took Hibs right to the end. They scored mm-hmm. a late goal to get a consolation. Livingston, I think, are a team put four past St Myrna a couple of weeks ago. Maybe that's not quite as good as it sounds the way <laughs> St Myrna have been playing. But you look at that and you think possibly that Livingston could maybe just do something, possibly. If, I mean, if they can keep Rangers quiet early on, they could, they could maybe build on that in the second half. They're a team that don't get you know they've not been getting beaten by big scores by these sort of teams, and there are teams in the league. And you look at even Dumbarton, yeah. and they've been they've been smashed about by a few teams. And you don't see Livingston, you know, getting getting put six and seven. And they probably will now that I've said that. But yeah, I would say four four one. And Vidage of a very similar game to the one I saw at the Falkirk Stadium against. Falkirk for Livingston where they, they competed well maybe Rangers or Falkirk and as it was in this case not quite at their best but just that extra quality that maybe like a bit of Waghorn or Tavernier someone just unlocking the gate and then maybe two or three I've already said it's four though so I think I think <laughs> Rangers will win I think Rangers will win 4-0 on Saturday and it'll be really comfortable and Rangers will move six points clear at the top of the championship moving into uh, the Sunday's game uh, the final game on Saturday St Mirren against the Wraith Rovers these two just seem to be playing all the time now St Mirren are a lot of the St Mirren pages on Twitter are talking about this game as an absolutely massive one when you, you kind of look at it and it is because Wraith Rovers 27 points St Mirren have 18 if Wraith were to win that game they move what 12 points clear of St Mirren the other way though it could be 6 points it's a massive game a game that St Mirren have to win if they want playoff places um, it's the type of game they yeah. have to win if they want well, especially uh, at home I'll rephrase it's the type of the, I don't think they can lose this game um, so if, if St Mirren lose we're writing them out of the playoffs completely 
I think, so I think you, you have really to. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to, though. I think if they're 12 points behind, I just yeah. think you have to. And it's the fact that they can't beat anyone at home. I was going to say they can't beat teams about them at home, but they just can't beat anybody at home, and it's getting beyond a joke now. What, what, what are the stats, Johnny? Because you're usually into this kind of stuff. Of the, how, how many games have they won at home? None. In, in the, the championship, in the league, none. They've won no home games? No, they've not won a home game. They've, be, they've beaten them fel- in the cup? I think that was it. I genuinely think that's the only home win. They got beat by Livingston. If they, <coughs> Alloa, maybe? No, they drew with Alloa, one all. And the Barton, uh, did they beat them? or they? The Barton beat them in the opening day of the season. Yeah, they've so not they won a home game all season. Now we know why Ross Clark doesn't bother <laughs> doesn't anymore. Go, yeah. Goodness me, it's, it's actually it's, it's quite an incredible start. It's yeah. probably... probably if I was to pick one from Scottish football this season, maybe Dundee United winning two games all each season mm. so far is a big one, but St Mirren winning no <laughs> home games. When you, if you'd have said that at the start of the season, after 19 matches, that St Mirren would not have won, well, 10 matches at home, 9, whatever it is, that they would not have won one game at home. They had a similar problem last year, was it not? They couldn't... Identical uh, problem, yeah. yeah. They didn't win a home game until February, they beat Hamilton 1-0. What's that down to then? Is it, is it the home is fans? It the you, have, you, have, you have said this before, you can... Uh, but the, the home fans are expecting too much of St Mirren almost. Like, I don't um, think expecting them to be Alloa and the Barton at home. No, no, but, but uh, it was not um, against Rangers and stuff. You know, they, they had a very good performance, and um, someone at the game was saying, yeah. you know, there were still you know Lambas and the players and stuff. I'm not having a go. Well, I, I'm having a go here at St Mirren fans, but um, I don't know. I haven't been at the St Mirren Morton game, and they were one 0 up the whole game, St Mirren. Yeah, and they just sat back in this. From the start of the second half, they just sat back and back and back, and it was just inevitable. And then in the 90th minute, it comes, and the fans are just straight up out the yeah. seat, booing, you know. And it's just, you could see it coming, though. You could see it coming. I think any, everyone on the ground could see it coming. I think yeah. this is going to be a draw. I actually I said no, no, yeah. but I think this is probably going to be a draw. Wraith won the previous meeting between the sides at St Mirren Park with the Paisley 2021 Stadium. Uh, the last meeting was a 1 0 draw. In Wraith, uh, a late Stephen Mallon goal, getting a point for the Saints there. Uh, I know a couple of St Mirren fans on Twitter contacting us saying that they are uh, arranging a dedicated section on match days at the club to try and get more fans to participate in the match and get them singing and encouraging yeah. the team, which is quite interesting. Uh, would this be a, a good move for them, do you think? Well, they actually, when they first got into the stadium, they, they, they had some sort of... Ultra group or whatever, uh, and mm. um, you know they were given a, a, a wee section of the stadium, and it sort of died off really, because yeah. um, obviously you know the, 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 I mean, put a lot of work into the family stand and building that up, you know, as opposed to you know maybe building up the the, the kind of stand opposite the main stand and making that a place where west fans stand. could go the west stand, yeah. So maybe they're just trying a bit of both now, yeah. which hopefully hopefully will be good off the pitch and then on the pitch as well. A game on Sunday, two teams that are certainly having a lot of success on the pitch. We've touched on both already in terms of the transfer chat. It's Falkirk against Hibs, and this is a biggie in the championship. Connor. Connor. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> said Connor my mind there, Johnny. I, I really don't know where to where to start with this game. It's it's absolutely huge and we really think we will see Falkirk's n- I, I'm hesitant to say title credentials. It's almost that you almost get that Aberdeen Celtic feel about it, doesn't it? Where you think, can they, can they? And then they just fall off a little bit but if they can beat Hibs at home then why can't they finish ahead of Hibs in the league albeit the smaller budget I think they're a, a team with just as much quality uh, as as Hibs and although I have I've predicted a draw for this one 
um, because it's one of those games where you just, just don't want to stick your neck out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they drew the last time at Easter Road a late Martin Boyle goal cancelling out Lee Miller's yeah. opener for Falkirk. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see a late goal in this game, but it's just um, it's not even as if there's there's much between the sides because I think you know I think if, if you ask most people, I think they'd feel Hibernian have the you know the better side maybe more more depth on their side, um, kind of more options available, but. Just you know, Falkirk goals seem to rise to the occasion. We saw it earlier on against Rangers. You know they were terrific, and the fact that it's you know it's getting played at the Falkirk Stadium as well that'll help them. Um, you know, I think Hibs have only been given the stand behind the goal. Where Falkirk are yeah, they're trying to sell the main stand. They're trying to sell it out. So, you know, this is they have targeted this game as a massive must-win game. And a good advert for games on our telly. That's a good double yeah, header, isn't yeah, it? A game tonight yeah. at Tannadice and the two games on Sunday. It's a good weekend of Scottish football on telly. I take it it's, uh, both games on the Sunday are on the same channel? No, or? it's. Oh. don't know what one's what. Right. I think it's BT I think for the BT Hibs have game. The Hibs, yeah. And then Sky for Aberdeen. Right. Yeah, quarter past 12 is a Sky kickoff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a good weekend of action. Uh, and lots of if you can't get out to a game lots of good stuff on telly as well uh, just touching quickly on League 1 and League 2 um, where will we start with League 1 Dunfermline is probably the right place to start Johnny they've got Albion Rovers I've been looking at Albion actually and they don't score a lot of goals they don't concede a lot I think they scored 20 and conceded 20 and Dunfermline have scored about 53 or something like that <laughs> but Albion are still considering they got promoted from League 2 last season yeah. they've kept the, the stability there defensive stability and to be even in contention for playoff at this point is, is fantastic in a in a league with, with teams like Peterhead, Ayr and Dunfermline so but I, I think Dunfermline will win comfortably there yeah, I'd fancy Dunfermline to win as well. Moving them probably on to 49 points. have not been beaten in a long, long time, Dunfermline. Uh, longest unbeaten run in Scottish football? Probably. Um, is it? Almost certainly. Well, it's more than Celtic. It's more than... League in the league. By, in the league, in the league, I take it, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, in Roscoe the league, sorry. So. Yeah, league form. I think, I'm pretty sure they've got the longest unbeaten run anyway. Air United hoping to get back to winning ways there at home to mm. Cowdenbeath. Now, this game, you were talking about Cowdenbeath. We were all talking about Cowdenbeath earlier <laughs> on, but you... Personally, off air, Johnny, we're talking about Cowdenbeath, and you reckon? Well, you've heard that they're still targeting yeah, a the, playoff place. In the in the commentary for the Rangers Cowdenbeath game, the commentator said that Cowdenbeath will still be looking to to make the playoffs, which I thought was a bit ambitious. Uh, they're a side that have been smashed a few times. Me and Lewis were at the game earlier in the season, and Air beat them five 0 and. I think Lewis reiterates that they are the worst team he's seen all season. So that's maybe I'll, I'll rephrase it as the the worst performance I've seen worst all, performance. This, this season from a team. It'll be a lot, a lot tighter this time. I think. I think it, so. Air have lost four of their last five. I yeah. think, and they, they really are struggling. They need players in January. The squad depth is is not there to to challenge for the title. I think they've almost they can almost rule them out of the title race now. I think so. Yeah. I mean, the nine points adrift. If anything, that's going to get bigger this weekend, I'd think. Uh, albeit, I think we're maybe right now being Rovers off slightly, but that's probably more down to Dunfermline than Albion Rovers. Uh, elsewhere, you've got Airdrionians at home to Forfar Athletic. Banker for you there. Airdrionians, get your money in that one. Forfar are dire. Yeah. One of the worst runs in, in Scottish football and that. World football history. <sighs> what, what actually is the, the, the run? Like, they've not won a game. Well, in, in the league... Like, and games or something, it's something like that. I mean, it's definitely ten games. It's longer than that, though. They've got a, a really, really bad run. Uh, 
they started the league off so well as well. But no, I'd say that um, Airdrie Owens would be a banker there. Stenhouse Muir are playing Brecon City. Stenny sixth in the league. They've had a bit of a, a rut lately with four losses in the last five games. Uh, Brecon City themselves bottom of the league and uh, in danger of being left a wee bit behind by the rest of the teams other than Forfar so it could be those two at the bottom Stranraer certainly have picked up with two wins in the last two games and I had mm. decent showing against Celtic last week as well in the Scottish Cup so uh, I know you two were, were struggling with that game like yeah, no other game in the history of football you two <laughs> just couldn't call Steny against Brecon this game out of all the games this weekend yeah. I, I, we, I just could not call this game at all because Steny are in poor form yeah but then Brecon are bottom of the table and you know they're hardly yeah. flying themselves. Probably, so. probably go Steny if you push me because they are they are ahead in the I've league. Ten Stenny. points clear. I said Steny to win two one. Mm. Stranraer Peterhead. We tipping Peterhead for this I've one. Tipped Peterhead to win four <laughs> nothing in this one. This was my five quid five quid returns two hundred and five quid. If you want to get on that four nothing Peterhead. But I just I think Peterhead have got the firepower. I, I genuinely do. I think I keep saying that that Peterhead are a better side than air. And mm. it might sound like a ridiculous statement, but I do think if they don't finish ahead of them in the league, they'll beat them in the playoffs. But being Stranraer have been, I mean, obviously, uh, they'll, they'll be coming out of the Celtic game maybe on a bit of a high, maybe. I know, I know obviously, they didn't win the game, but, uh, you know, they didn't, they, you know, it was a very good performance from them. Um, and uh, they restricted Celtic just to the, the three goals they've just bet, you know, air in the league there um, in the last league mm-hmm. game, so. As long as uh, Peterhead don't bring any Lidl's bags to the game, they'll be all right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Lidl, an official partner of the Scottish Cup. Yep. I didn't even realise that until I saw the draw on Monday. Uh, no, my money would be in Peterhead there. I think that game last week of taking a lot out of Stranraer. Of course, Peterhead are out of the cup already before then, so I think they've had the week off. And I would expect uh, I would expect Peterhead to win that one. League 2, I'll be at Broadwood tomorrow for Clyde against East Stirling. Clyde fourth in the league, but very much near the top of the league a uh, couple of games in hand on Elgin who are actually top of the league by four mm. points Elgin have played a game more than Queen's Park and two more than Annan and Clyde so I think that could be closer than you think there is a possibility of course for I think about one point separating those top four mm. so it is really really exciting there East Stirling are bottom of the league as I've said before probably their, their rightful position an interesting point they've only had one draw all season uh and won the league one draw in 18 matches Clyde have only had three so I think a draw you can probably wipe a draw out of the, the possibilities for yeah. tomorrow so I'm you're waiting for a one all draw there at Broadwood <laughs> Annan Athletic against East Fife Annan as we said third East Fife are still in a bit of a promotion hunt they're fifth they have played 20 games two more than Annan and they are three points behind the um, South of Scotland club so I think you'd fancy Annan at home to win that one I think I predicted a three each draw in this game. I predicted a two each draw. Goals at Gallabank. That's, yeah. that's what the G in Gallabank stands for. Did you know that? Yep. Goals. Goals. They got goals last weekend. We're coming off a great run, uh, Annan. You would expect them to win that one, as we said. Um, it's quite interesting as well because they've, they've lost to their last three in the league, Annan. But I mean, they still humped. Yeah, they're on a poor, As uh, Gavin Riley put run. it, pumped, uh, <laughs> um, pumped Hamilton last week. <laughs> Berwick Rangers are both. I'll answer that simply by saying. That either win. you think? Yeah, I think, think either so. team could win that. It's ninth against seventh. Both teams have had fairly disappointing seasons. That's a tough one to call. Elgin City, Stirling Albion, Stirling Albion still have aspirations. I think to get into those playoffs, they're only three points back from Clyde. They've obviously maybe got their eye on that replay against Inverness coming up as well, which mm. is tough. That I've tipped on them to Sky win. Sports as well. 
And they are playing Elgin. When is when is that game against Inverness? I think is it's it? on Tuesday. Are they just staying up there then, do you think? They could be. They could be. Probably makes sense. I don't know like they would come back down, yeah, unless... Well, I suppose people have got to go to their work. <laughs> it's, I mean, they are League 2 players. They yeah. would both maybe have to make work on Monday. That's true. That's pretty brutal then, because yeah. it would be handy for them just to get a wee hotel up there and stay. I suppose that's yeah. money, though, paying for a hotel. It's it's a wee, difficult. wee part-time job up in the Highlands for, yeah. for a wee day or two. <laughs> And Montrose will be enjoying their wee trip to Hamden. Montrose fallen off a mm. bit lately. Eighth in the league, albeit they did win last week against, yes, East Stirling. They go to Queen's Park, who are second in the league, hoping to turn the pressure up on Elgin with a win. Queen's Park have a game in handy out of the Scottish Cup as well. They beat Clyde in their last game on the 2nd of January. So that basically sums up all the action for this week. Uh, are you guys off to a game this weekend at all? We are. We are off to Auchinleck Talbot and Cumnock. Give that a wee mention then. You've got yeah. about a minute, so give that a wee mention. It's well, it's obviously the the, the biggest and the best derby in Ayrshire, and arguably in the world. In the world, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I've never been to Auchinleck yeah. Cumnock game before. Does it have a kind of you know how every nickname, every derby has an El Clasico, like Bell Clasico, or all that part? Is there <laughs> one of those for that? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know up from my. My Ayrshire Derby uh, names, but you guys are all sor- are sorted. You've all got your um, high vis jackets and your shields out for that yeah, match. <laughs> well, I mean, alcohol was banned from this game, so I uh, won't be taking any of that with us. Just getting well tanked up before the match. Yep, it was actually a, a, an intense discussion on. I think it was Pie and Bovril <laughs> about whether you get your alcohol back if you get it confiscated at the game. <laughs> And uh, are you supporting a team? Have you decided what team you're supporting? I think whenever you go to a game as a neutral, I think you always need to support the, the home side. So I think we'll be supporting the, the, the bot, maybe. And uh, a final prediction from you for the game at Beach? Beach Wood? 4 3. Auchinleck Talbot. 4 3 Auchinleck Talbot. Talbot not 1 3 to win the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, come, well, Cumberlock are in a, a different division to right. Auchinleck. So I think Auchinleck will be slight favourites, but I think. You know, the banana maybe poor runner form recently. So maybe I'll say 3 1 talking like. Fantastic. So we're all out to different games this weekend. We are due to do the same. That's probably a game you've not heard of, but it just goes to show that there are matches there that you probably wouldn't have known about if we hadn't brought it up there. Games in Ayrshire. I think so, uh, when Lithgow are playing Irvine Meadow, I don't know if th- where that is actually. I don't know if Lithgow. I think it's in Lithgow, but uh, that's another cracking uh, That's a good game, match. Yeah. That's two relatively big-sized clubs that have done well in the big Scottish Cup recently, of course, in yeah. Lithgow. It's a bit like when um, when you get like golf amateurs playing and they're playing really well, but they're mixing it with the big guys yeah. and they need to go and play with the wee guys again. <laughs> Lithgow have been mixing it with Forfar and teams like that could have Ross County in the next round if they get through, mm-hmm. then they need to go and play Irvine Meadow. But it's, it's interesting, it's really interesting. Lots and lots of good action. If you love the Scottish Cup, get out to a Junior Cup match. Elsewhere, get out to a, a League One, a League Two match, a Championship match, a Premiership match. The Highland good thing League. about yeah, Highland League, Lowland League, there is so much football. Just have a wee look online now see the closest game to you and, and pick it you've got a good choice if you're anywhere in the world other than maybe Wick or somewhere like that you'll probably have a game pretty near you and uh, I mean we've got such a good choice of games uh, to go to and hopefully hopefully you can get out to a game but remember to uh, fill back in with us on Monday and you'll hear our review from the weekend we'll hear Johnny and Lewis's take on the Ayrshire Derby that they'll be going to we'll hear my take on Clyde Sterling we'll I'm sure hear the likes of Connor Park talking about Falkirk Hibs which is a massive one and uh, we hope you tune in there Johnny Clark and Lewis Kemp have joined me Hamish Carton for this podcast and we will speak to you on Monday